0: Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. ...of God, and it's pretty adamant that he doesn't want anyone to be lost. He doesn't want anyone to perish. So how is it that they're going to come? They're going to have to believe. And we see in Romans ten fourteen it says, how shall then they call upon him whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Hallelujah. So we're carriers of good things. He's not just talking about me as a pastor being a preacher. He's talking about every Christian, every believer who is called upon the name of the Lord. You're given a mandate. You're given a commission to take forth the gospel. We'll see this more. But notice that if we don't take it forth, how will they hear? And if the world doesn't hear the message, how will they believe? And if they don't believe, how can they call upon him? So this is important. And this is not left up to angels. This is not left up to anyone else except for man. Amen. We're the only ones that have been given this assignment to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I if, I'm going to throw in another scripture here that I was looking up. And um, look at this. is Romans 1, 16 and 17. Romans 1, 16 and 17, the Apostle Paul said this, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Say, I'm not ashamed ashamed. of the gospel of Christ. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and to also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, I'm going to read the Passion Translation. I'm going to tell you why. This is going to ignite, ignite your fire. Glory to God. This is good. Here, the Passion says this. I refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of God's liberating power. See, the gospel liberates. You know the world thinks it binds them and it pre- prevents them from having fun and, and th- no the truth of it is it liberates you yes. it brings liberty into your life it brings freedom yes. amen? amen hallelujah yes. you don't really you don't realize how much freedom until you come out of darkness and come over into light yes. hallelujah amen. I can remember that day when I came over, and I tell you what, it felt like a two-ton weight was lifted off of me. That's how good it felt. Glory to God. And so he says here that I'm not ashamed of the wonderful message of God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ. For I am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved. I mean, I, I don't even have to. I don't even have to check a person's life. I don't have to know their past. I don't know. I have to know anything about them. All I got to know is if they would believe upon Him, they will be saved. Yes. Amen? Amen. I'm not. I don't have to judge. I don't have to look. the The gospel in verse seventeen. Um, the gospel. Well, let me read the first. I'm sorry. He said, uh, everyone who believes is saved. The Jew first and then people everywhere. The gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness. So there's a continual revelation to be had in righteousness. I'm seeing more and more how important understanding righteousness is. Being in right standing with God. He says, a perfect righteousness gives to us when we believe. Notice that perfect. Everyone say perfect. perfect. It's perfect. The righteousness that was given to you is perfect. Yeah. No flaws. Right. Not lacking once a bit, once uh, at all. He says to the. He said, and it moves us from receiving. It moves us. From receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith, hmm. it moves you. Yeah. It moves you from just receiving life. If this revelation of righteousness now will move you over to the power of living by faith, that's good. That's good. It'll, it, the righteousness will move you. Yeah. That's good. Understanding the righteousness. He says, this is what the scripture means when it says, we are right with God through life giving faith. Because righteousness was, this perfect righteousness was given to you. Man's man's ability to comprehend how how good this righteousness is, cannot you cannot comprehend it. It's only by faith can you receive it. Because it's perfect righteousness, perfect right standing. It's easy to receive from God when your faith is strong in your right standing in Christ. It is. It is easy to receive from God when your faith is strong in that perfect righteousness that you receive by faith. Why? Because you know that you're in God's family. you know you're in right standing with God. You know that you're acquitted from all your sins and, and trespasses. You know what He has accomplished and what He has given to you gives you all access unto Him. and everything that belongs to Him. That's why it grows. Revelation grows. If revelation and righteousness grows, then it's easier to come to God and receive and lay hold of what He has for you yeah. by faith, by faith. You know, I was uh, funny. I was thinking uh, about the um, uh, Tabers because if you ever go into their house and uh, Amanda's there, well, they've got a milk jug in there that everyone can drink out of and they drink right from the milk jug and they're not embarrassed about it and they'll tell you right to your face oh yeah you can drink if you can have one they all just, they all just drink from the same milk jug well that's family mm-hmm. that is total and, and I've seen a man to go in there she don't ask so they just go in there and she drinks from, from the same milk jug well that's so, I mean if everybody's good with it they're family you can do that yeah. Yeah. are you here? Amen? That's, that's, a, that's a, a, a right standing in the family. That's what that is. They can go in and they all drink from the same one. Now, I always make them give me another. I always tell them, if you don't have another, I'll just pass. <laughs> but that, that is a, that's a family where there are no limits in that family. Because you all belong. You all belong. Yeah. You're in right standing. And, th- and that's the way it is in God's family. Once you understand that the perfectness that was given to you in the right standing with God through Jesus Christ, praise God, you'll never question his love. You'll never question his faithfulness. You'll never question his graciousness. Yeah. Because you're in right standing. And see, where do we see people lacking and where are they struggling the most? In that area. Yeah. Because the flesh always wants to, to make you feel, recoil back. And you always feel the, the, that you're falling short. And then you're always never measuring up. And you're never doing enough. Or you've done, you know, you've done all these things. And because of that, that causes you to shrink. It causes you to draw back. Amen. But it takes a revelation of righteousness. It takes a revelation of the gospel because it is the power of God. It is what liberates you. It is actually the liberating power of God. Amen. Glory to God. Say, thank God. I have been made righteous. Through the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. His righteousness, his righteousness, is, my righteousness. is my righteousness. Amen. Amen. You know, John 17, in the 17th chapter of John, Jesus is making a prayer and he says, he, his prayer was one of the things he said, Father, I know you love them just as much as you love me. Yes, yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Wow. That's a great love, right? Yes. Unconditional love. Praise the Lord. So, thank God for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank God for right standing with God that we are made perfect in Him. Perfect. Everyone say perfect. Perfect. Glory to God. Now, let's go over to 2 Corinthians 5, talking about the ministry now that's been given unto you and I. It's called the ministry of reconciliation. It is, not, it is something that it was given to us. Really, we don't understand how I'm going to say this, but you don't have the right to go ahead and want another ministry until you've accepted this ministry, until you've received this ministry, this calling. Because this is the calling that goes to all believers. You're not, you're not exempt from it. You're not, God didn't, you know, just give it to a few or give it to some that are more gifted or more called or whatever. No, it's to the body of Christ, this gifting, glory to this calling. And so we, so it's a, it's a ministry that is really not talked about too much. I mean, we'll talk about it here and there, mention it, you know, but listen, it's a ministry that you're going to give an account for. It's a ministry that we're going to have to stand before God. And it's a ministry that the body of Christ, it's the commission that's been given to us that we're to receive and to walk and do. Now watch this, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21, King James, and then we're going to look up the Amplified. It says, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So you have been given a ministry. Say, I have been given, I have been given a ministry of reconciliation. Ministry of reconciliation. I received that, receive that ministry in Jesus' name. The reason why we keep going over it, because this is a ministry that you're, that you're supposed to do, and I'm supposed to do. He said, the ministry of reconciliation, verse 19, to wit or to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Why did Jesus come? Because he was reconciling the world unto the Father not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us, speaking of Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Remember, this is a perfect righteousness, right? Amen. Now, the Amplify brings it out a little more clear and uh, with some more understanding, I think. And so it says here in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 19, But all things are of God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, here received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself. Received you into favor tonight, and you're in harmony with him. And gave to you the ministry of reconciliation that by word and deed, we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. So not only with our preaching of the ministry of reconciliation. People should be able to also see the walk in our life that is also that we're walking in harmony with him, that we know that we have the favor of God, that we know that these things have been given to us. Amen. We know that we, they can see in our life, they can see how the love and the joy, they can see how that we conduct our lives because of this revelation of perfect righteousness that we're walking in with him, that, that that's going to preach too. It's not just word, but by deed too. So he says here, he reconciled or he received us to favor and brought us into harmony with himself. It was God, verse 19, personally present in Christ, reconciling, restoring the world to favor with himself. Not going to, has. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He's not going to. He's not going to save the sinner. He's already saved the sinner. Yeah. Amen. He's not going to bring him into harmony one day. He's already brought him into harmony. Are you here? Yes. Listen, he says, and he goes on, not counting up and holding against men; they're trespassing. So he's not keeping score. Yeah. He doesn't have a big scoreboard in heaven. And every time someone does good, he marks it down. And every time someone does bad, he marks it down. And then when judgment day comes, we're gonna see. We're gonna count them up and see if you made it. You know, the world believes that they believe that there's going to be a scale and that at that scale, if my sins outweigh my good works, then I, then I won't make it. But if they do, if they, if they, if my charity and my benevolence and everything outweighs my, my wrongs, then I'll make it in. Do you know that a lot, most of the world believes that? Because they don't know God. They haven't been told about what God's already done for them. Amen. You know why a lot of people that are not in church and not, they're centered, and then every once in a while they'll give a big contribution to the church? It's a payoff. It's a payoff. Because they know one day that they're going to have to stand before someone. Are you here? You can't buy your way into salvation. You can't do enough good works. And you ain't done enough bad things to keep you out. No, God said he canceled it. He's already done it. He's already Think of the worst person in your family. He's already canceled their, their, all their, their bad works. He's not holding nothing against them. Hallelujah. And he never held anything back against you. And so he's not going to save them. He's already saved them. He's not going to one day make things right. He's already made things right. Glory to, God. Glory to God. And commit, And now he goes on. He says, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them. Can't, man, I tell you what—we got the best message to give to the sinner. Than there is no other religion that has this message. True. There is no other religion. You ask, you ask another religion, how do you get to heaven? And they're going to have to give you—they're going to give you a list, or so they're going to, or they themselves? are not sure. But thank God we know, the Bible says, I write these things down that you may know that you have eternal life. Glory to God. We're not questioning it. I don't don't worry about whether I'm going to make heaven. I don't worry about when Jesus comes back if I'm not going to make it. Are you here? He is going to get every righteous person Glory to God! When He comes back and the trumpet blows, every righteous person will go. When that tram- uh, trumpet blows, it's not going to be, and it won't be about your work still. Amen. It'll be about His perfection. It'll be about what He did. Yeah. Amen. There's not going to be some Christians left when the trumpet blows. Come on. It won't. Don't don't even entertain that kind of preaching. Glory to God. Then what you're doing, then you are lessening the work of Jesus Christ. On. The only way we were getting in anyways was because of everything he did. It wasn't anything on what we did. Right. Amen? So there is, there is not going to be any question. If you're saved, you're born again, you're blood washed, glory to God, I don't even care if that day you missed it, when that trumpet blows, glory to God, it's going to be the righteous who are going to go up. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so he says he canceled and then he committed to us the uh, message of reconciliation, the restoration to favor. So this is your message. This is your message. This is what you're supposed to uh, preach. This is what you're supposed to share with others. Glory to God that, not, that God's not mad at them. God's not holding a grudge against them. Glory to God. Did you know you already have eternal life? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that glory to God that has already been that, that everything's already been done for you. All you have to do is receive, amen. receive, amen. amen. For by grace are you saved through faith. Faith is the receiver. Faith is the believing glory to God remember when he was talking about there in Romans he said he was talking about that the gospel is the liberating power of God glory to God to those who believe thank God I believed one day thank God I believed and righteousness was given to me hallelujah he didn't just do it it had already been done 2,000 years ago Second Corinthians 5:19 the the passion translation says he's entrusted to you the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God open the door for others you're to, you're you're standing at the door and to help open that up for others to come Glory to God. Tell them about the favor of God. Tell them that God's already canceled their debt. He's not holding or, or keeping track of their wrong. Amen. That he's already paid for it. Come on in. He's waiting for you. Come. All you have to do is believe on him. Believe on Jesus Christ, for he is the door. There it is. There it is. Jesus is the door. He said, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. That is the way to the Father. Can you say Amen? Hallelujah. Then last week we got to where we were talking about the passion of Jesus Christ. Talking about that, that that passion is something that we want in our hearts. We want to have, we want to be moved with compassion. We want the passion for the lost. But we looked at Peter. There, there is a thing here in Peter where, where he, you remember where Jesus came to the beach and they were out in the boat and, and he called them to come in after he was raised from the dead. And when they came in, then, you know, he had fish already uh, made for him. And he told Peter, he said, Peter, he said, do you love me? Well, remember, Peter had denied the, de- denied the Lord three times. And he was at his lowest. He had went back and uh, went back to his job of fishing. I believe one of the things he was, the first thing he said, do you love me more than these? I believe he's talking to the fish. Because that was his career. That was his job. That's what he went back to. And he said, do you love me more than these? And he said, yes. And he said, well, then feed my lambs. And then the next time he asked him, he said, "Peter, do you love me?" He said, and he said he was getting aggravated. He said, "Yes, Lord, you know I do." He said, "Well, then feed my sheep." And then he asked him again, a third time, and he said, "Peter, do you love me?" He said, "Yes, you know I love you." Well, then he said, "Go feed my sheep." Well. What I took from that right there was, notice he didn't ask him, do you love the loss? Do you love the world? He wasn't even in position or capable of doing that at that moment. He wasn't wasn't asking him what was the most important thing on God's heart. He was asking him, do you love me? Do you love me? He says, if you do, do this. Now listen listen to these scriptures. John 14, 15. If you love me, Jesus said, keep my commandments. So it wasn't about, notice it wasn't about just, I want to hear you say it. If you love me, then this is what I want you to do. Notice he didn't even bring up anything. His failure, he didn't bring up the denial. He didn't bring up the, you know, What he had just done, that wasn't even the issue. John 14, 21 says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Isn't that something? You know, the Lord manifest yourself to him. Well, he tells you right there how to to get him to manifest. Do his commandments do the commandments and keep them and he said that's who loves me so God so Jesus goes by us doing what he asked us to do and he says that's my that's love for me that's how I know you love me not by your words not by you know does your, your, your worship and everything. Thank God for that. But he said, if true, true love is when you're going to keep my commandment. John 15, 10 said this, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So before Peter could ever get passion for souls, he had to go back to, to start loving Jesus. And so, you know, we may not, you may feel like right now, I don't have that same passion or that same desire for the world or for the loss. Well, that's not where he wants you to start. He wants you to go back and start loving him. How do you love him? Keep his commandments. See, the passion for what he desires and what he wants will come. It will. But we can't, we can't judge because we don't have a feeling or, you know, we don't feel, you know, we, we don't care maybe. We don't care what others are going through in the world. It doesn't affect us and, and so it doesn't bother us that much. And so we may not have what is a burden for the loss. We may not, you know, we know we're supposed to. We know we're supposed to, be, to give ourselves, but, you know, Jesus says this. He goes, he says, he's not even asking you how you feel about him. He's not even asking you if you care about him. All he's asking you, do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Then he says, just do my commandments. Yes. Don't worry about what you feel like. Don't worry about if there's, there's you know, some overwhelming desire in you. Because that is, has that is, uh, stopped more people than anything because they think, well, I don't have, I don't have a, a desire and a loss like Carol Joy does. You know, I don't feel like I, I could care less about the world. I just care about me and my family. Well, Jesus said, do you love me? Yes. That's the only question you're supposed to be asking. And that's the only thing that you need to be concerned about is loving him and doing what he asked you to do. Amen. That's, good. Yeah. that's all you have to do. Do what he asked you to do. He, evidently, he's not so concerned about how you feel and measure up. <laughs> you know that? It must not bother him that much because he sure didn't care about Peter. Yeah. After, he, after he denied him, you know, you would have thought he would at least had a little talk with him about that. I told you you were going to do that, Peter. I told you that before the cock crowed twice, thrice, three times, you deny me and you, went and you just went ahead and just said, no, 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 no. He didn't bring none of that up. Yeah. He didn't talk to him about it at all. Right. That's right. Amen. He just, he just brought him back. He said, do you love me? Then do my commandments. This is what I want you to do, Peter. This is what I need you to do. If you love me, just do this. Well, he's he's, uh, still the same today. Amen. 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 So, you know, the whole thing about, you know, talking about the passion for the loss is not for us to be condemned because of why, how we don't feel like we measure up or remember uh, we don't feel like we do love the lost. He's not asking you if you love the lost. He keeps asking you if you love me. Yes. If you love me, do this. Yes. If you love me, take this, me- this message of reconciliation out. Amen. Yes. And as you do that, and as you follow that love of His Guess what? The love of God begins to come uh, come into our hearts. Now, here, let's go on tonight, and I want to get to here real quick. In Matthew nine, Matthew nine thirty-five through thirty-eight, Matthew nine thirty-five, it says, "And Jesus went about all cities and, t- and villages." teaching in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So the gospel contains healing, doesn't it? Yes. Glory to God. The, the Passion Translation says this, and wherever he went, he demonstrated God's power by healing every kind of disease and, Ill, and illness. So that tells me that when we preach the gospel, then we should be having demonstrations along with it. People getting healed, people getting delivered, amen? Because that power that you now carry and have is not for you, but for the world. Maybe that's why we're not seeing so much so many demonstrations. is because we have thought that that was supposed to be consumed on us. But it's for the world. And so Jesus went forth preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. And he says there was a demonstration every time he went. But when we saw the, verse 36 says, but when we saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. So he's talking to his disciples here. And he's seeing the multitude come to him, and he says they're feigning. He says they have no strength about them, and he says because they have no shepherd, they don't have no one to lead them. They don't have no one to take care of them. Then he says to the disciples, "Well, praise God! Let's establish one thing: we're disciples." So this goes to us too. John 8, 31, 32 said, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, the truth shall make you free. So if we believe upon him... Then the Bible says, and continue in His word. Then you're a disciple too. So He said to His disciples, He's talking about the harvest. He's talking about souls that He's seen. He said they're plenteous, they're ready, and He said, but the labors are few. So labors, we could almost say it this way: the minister. Now we could say it this way: the ministers of reconciliation. Because that's the message that you're supposed to take now. And you're called ministers of reconciliation. He said, They're few. They're few. For such a great a harvest, they're few. He says, therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth more laborers into the harvest field. Glory to God. Well, the Lord said to me one time, He said, Before you should pray, He says, You need to you need to identify that you're a laborer. You're not just praying for someone else to come and do what you're not wanting to do. I think sometimes I feel like that's what we do. Lord, send more laborers, send more laborers. But the laborers He has, they need to do something. Amen. The ministers of reconciliation, they need to go forth. Hallelujah. The reason why we're needing more because we're doing all we can and we need more help. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers. Amen. Amen. So we're to go forth and he says we should always, with this ministry of reconciliation, we should always provide a demonstration. We shouldn't draw back. We shouldn't be afraid to pray for the sick. I mean, what were we talking about Sunday? We're in the body of Christ. We're of the anointing one. You've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. You've been given power to be a witness. This power is to go forth and be a demonstration of the power of God and of the move of the Spirit. Amen. We are equipped. I believe as we will, as we will venture out and start... Glory to God. Walking in that commandment that God has given us, I believe we'll see more demonstrations. Yes. You're not supposed to come in the church and do the demonstration. You're supposed to go out into the world and do the demonstration. Are you here? That, I mean, this is, our, this is where I'm supposed to. Doesn't mean I'm not supposed to go and do it elsewhere, but the fact of it is, the body is supposed to go out of the four walls. Amen. And you, you've got to understand, you've got to go forth and understand, God's not mad at the world. God doesn't want to see them sick. He doesn't want to see them defeated. He doesn't want to see them tormented or oppressed. Glory to God. And you are the ones carrying the very thing that can set them free. Come on. Amen. We've got to quit wishing that someone else will go do the job, and we're the ones who should. Amen, we have the power. Say it, I have the power. power. Amen, we have the power. Remember, you got that anointed activated Sunday. It's activated. Well, how did you do so far with it? (laughs) No no raise of hands, not trying to find out. But what did you do with it this week so far? Where did you go with it? What did, who did you minister to? Who have you prayed for, laid hands on? Who have you told them about Jesus and what He has provided and what He's done that God's not mad at them? Yes. Amen. And if I'm anointed of God, and if I lay my hands on you, and if you'll believe, glory to God, and receive this, you'll be made whole. Amen. Remember, you're not the healer. You're not the, you're not the deliverer. Glory to God, you're only the messenger and you're only the hands of God. Glory to God. And when we stretch forth our hands in Jesus' name, praise God, we read in that, we were reading how that He stretched forth His hand in our hands and liquid light goes out from you. I like that. I like that, that it was talked about liquid light. I mean, that did something in me, referring to the anointing. Glory to God. Liquid. Oh, there's a liquid. There's a substance that goes out of you. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Amen. Every time, in Jesus' name, every time you tell the message and then you do and act upon it, there's a, there's a substance that goes out from us. Hallelujah. And it will set the captive free. Come on. We've got to believe that. Yes. We've got to act on that. We've got to yes. embrace it. Praise the Lord. We're always to demonstrate the power of God. First Corinthians 2, 4, 5. And my speech, Paul says, with, and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. How many know he tried that? He tried that. He, where it was one place he spent two years debating. But after that, we don't see him doing that no more. That just literally wore him down. Amen. It, debating will wear you down with people. We're not to debate. Yeah. Glory to God. We're to preach. Amen. Preach it bold. Glory to God. And then demonstrate. Amen. And then demonstrate. We need some demonstrators. Yeah. Hallelujah. I mean, I think that's what we're doing. When we're calling for laborers, we're calling for those who'll come forth from the ministry of reconciliation and demonstrators. Demonstrators, carriers of the power of God, Amen. Yes. Not people just come and knock on doors and, and and try to convert and try to you know and and know where to go with something. Where to go? Glory to God in faith, believing that wherever we go, He goes. Yes. He said, "But in demonstration of the Spirit." And power. Why Paul? Why was it so important that you learned to do this? Why was it so important that you had moves of the Spirit? Why was it so important that the Holy Ghost was able to move through you? And words of wisdom and knowledge. Why was it so important? So people's faith would not be in me. But they would be in Him. That's, That's been the problem. That's been the problem. The, the faith has been misplaced. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Good. It's been misplaced. Yeah. When we do it, when we do and do and preach the kingdom of God and have demonstrations of the spirit and power, then the Bible says, glory to God, they're going to put their faith in the power of God. Every time. We want him to get the glory, right? I said, we want him to receive the glory. It's not about you and I. It's not about how we can get a message down. Glory to God. But you know, when you're in right standing with God, you know you've got heaven back in you. You know that you're providing, you're walking in the love of God because you're doing his commandment. Don't you think he's going to honor that? He will honor that. Hallelujah. Last scripture, Mark 16, 19 through 20. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven, and he sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth. Who? The laborers, the disciples, the apostles, the believers. They went forth and they preached glory to God. They preached the ministry of reconciliation. They preached that God, glory to God, that now that your sins have been washed away, that you're no longer you're no longer an enemy of God, but you're in favor of God. They preached unto him, the, to the, the lost and the captive. And the Bible says, as they went, the Lord worked with them, confirming the word with signs following. He, he's a confirmer. Yes, he is. I said he's a confirmer. Yes. Glory to God, he'll confirm the word. Yes. It doesn't matter who preaches it. Yes. He'll confirm the word. That's right. Glory to God. It doesn't matter who will stand up and begin to proclaim it. Praise God if they'll be bold and if they'll, if they'll preach the true commission, if they'll preach the true gospel, God will confirm that word every time. He is a confirmer. We're not doing this by ourselves. Amen. We're not doing this alone. We need, to get a, we need to get a revelation that there is someone that is present with us, that he's always in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. That wherever we go, the greater one goes. Hallelujah. Stand up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. Mary didn't come tonight because she had a slight fever and sore throat. Okay. All right, we'll pray for her. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for boldness right now for you. Glory to God that we be bold. Amen. Paul said, he said, pray for me that I be bold to preach forth the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be bold. Hallelujah. There's a boldness that will come upon us. A boldness, glory to God, that we'll not, that will not back away from. Hallelujah. When the Spirit of the Lord moves upon us to talk to this one or that one, when the Spirit of the Lord begins to move upon us to go and tell someone that Jesus is a healer, glory to God, I know you have no hope. I know there's nothing left there, but glory to God, God told me that if I would lay my hands upon you, the anointing, the anointing of God, the burden removing, yoke destroying, power of God would take this off of you, remove this curse from you. Yeah if you will allow me to lay my hands on you in his name yes. glory to God I was just I was just heard a testimony it was a, it was somebody was talking about their relative and um, talking about how that they're you know their are uh, I think it was Rick Renner's daughter or Rick Renner's sister but anyway it must have been in the book maybe mm-hmm. we were reading talking about her, that she, you know, she's not really in a full-time ministry capacity. She's just, uh, she's not married or anything, but she, you know, she loves the Lord and and she just obeys the Lord. And she was going somewhere one day and she passed like this place where they uh, um, do, um, they sell things. What do you call them? Uh, Flea, a flea market. And she was going past a flea market, and she had just this prompting to go back to the flea market. And she kept, she you knows, she kept going, and she thought about it a little more, and she goes, "Well, it won't hurt." So she went back into, she went back there, went into the flea market, and there was a lady in there that was. She said, she started up a conversation, and she goes are you okay? She goes, I just had this real prompting by God to come back here to this flea market. And this lady had prayed that morning. She had gotten a, a bad report of cancer. And she said that she began to share her heart. And she was sharing. She goes, Yep, yeah, yeah, this is why I'm here. It's for you. It's for you. I'm going to, she goes, and then, and you know, just told her about Jesus, told her about what would happen. Well, I don't even think she, I don't even know if she was a Christian, But she said that uh, she just talked to her. She laid her hands on her in Jesus' name, cursed the cancer, commanded it to go, gave her her card, and said, if you ever need anything, call me. And that was it. Well, it was a few weeks ago, a few weeks later or something, she got a call, and she goes, you know what? Praise God. She goes, I'm now a Christian, and uh, that uh, cancer is completely gone. Hallelujah! Wow. by obeying yeah. Yeah. just by obeying yeah, not caring yeah. you know you're not the healer yeah. all you are is the messenger yes. all you are is the, the one who carries yeah. it's not up to us quit worrying about well if I do it what's gonna, what will happen well if you don't do it you'll never know what's going to happen <laughs> yeah. amen yeah. we're supposed to infect this world with the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Woo. Glory to God. That makes me happy. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. We need to have some testimonies. Yes. I'm waiting for someone to catch fire in this church. Amen. I am. Yeah. I'm waiting for someone to come in one day and tell you, let yeah. me tell you what happened. Yeah. Let me tell you, glory to God, what God just done. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's why I believe it. We're going to see it. Yes. Hallelujah. We're going to see it. We're going to have it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Pray for boldness. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I speak boldness to these right now in Jesus' name to each and every one that they will be bold to speak forth the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. So I receive?